This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. How well has the Fed performed in this pandemic? In his new essay for the Pandemics and Policy series at the Cato Institute, George Selgin discusses the Fed's role in a pandemic that has dramatically slowed economic activity and left the U.S. in a unique recession. When I speak to uh, Ryan Bourne uh, about economic policy in the face of a pandemic, uh, he's always quick to say, we probably shouldn't be calling what Congress is doing stimulus. Broadly speaking, it's relief. And I think a a reasonable distinction to make uh, when we're talking about, we're not trying to juice the economy necessarily. We're trying to uh, allow people, not the luxury, but allow them to uh, have this time to be distanced. That at least that was the initial pitch that was made by by Congress. Um, so, given that given that fact, given that reality, that a whole lot of this spending is relief and not stimulus, uh, does that or should that change how the Fed operates in, in an environment when uh, a whole lot of economic activity has declined and? You know, you have to save, at least in the short run, for good reason. Well, you know, uh, the distinction between stimulus and relief isn't always that clear-cut, Caleb. Uh, it's interesting that this distinction was one that uh, FDR made a lot of uh, uh, hay with uh, back during the Great Depression. And, of course, uh, many of his programs didn't play any part in helping the economy really permanently recover, but they were designed to allow people to have some income, things like the Civilian Conservation Corps and, and, and uh, et cetera. So we have the same kind of situation today. It's, it's true that a lot of the programs are really aimed at relief, but it doesn't follow that stimulus is no part of what's going on at the Fed now, uh, because we are also, we've, we're, all, we're also in a recession. We've been in a recession. We're climbing out of it uh, apparently now. And uh, so the Fed has always had its usual job throughout this particular crisis of making sure that uh, the economy gets out of the recession as quickly as possible. So that that's part of the Fed's job. The real question is whether the Fed's job should also include paying for relief. That's the controversial part. And where that line gets smudged is with things like the Main Street lending program, the municipals, uh, the support for them. Uh, and of course, it's even more controversial when the Fed is buying private securities, whether it's actually providing relief for, for fat cats by doing so and not just engaging in needed macroeconomic stimulus. So there are gray areas. But the Fed's job traditionally is to stay on the stimulus side or the macroeconomic stability side of the boundary line to the extent that it can be identified and leave the relief to Congress. Our subject today, of course, concerns a proposal that would have the Fed cross that boundary line big time. So... What has the Fed done in response? Uh, if I understand you correctly, the response from the Federal Reserve, since they appear to have relatively few levers to pull, uh, it, it's hard for them to uh, 
differentiate uh, in, in policy what they ought to be doing in a standard recession versus this recession? Well, yes and no. Uh, the Fed, of course, uh, has been in this situation before where its normal policy tools have uh, not been useful. The zero lower bound situation where the short run interest rates are practically as low as they can go. That's assuming that they the Fed can't go to negative rates, which uh, is something that they have pretty much set aside as an option. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they uh, can't pursue stimulus policies that don't involve any obvious relief measure in the usual sense or fiscal measure. Plain old quantitative easing where the Fed buys a lot of treasury securities, longer run treasury securities, would be uh, the now standard way for the Fed to deal with the zero lower bound problem. That is to try to eke out a little bit more macroeconomic stimulus by means other than lowering short-term interest rates. And the Fed has been doing that. Part of what it's been doing has been buying uh, long-term treasury securities, lots of them. And that doesn't cross the line into fiscal policy as it's usually understood. It's not about handouts to any particular groups. It's not about uh, subsidies uh, to particular markets or boosting particular markets. It's just about lowering interest rates still, except now they're working on the longer term rates. So that's an example of stimulus in a zero lower bound situation that isn't mixing up stimulus with relief in in the commonly understood sense. When we think about this notion of helicopter money, throwing money from a helicopter indiscriminately uh, just to get it out there and get it moving, how does the Fed do that? And does it differ in any way in this situation? Yes, it does. So uh, it's good to start, uh, uh, as you've done, uh, by contrasting helicopter money with uh, plain old quantitative easing. And the, the difference is that in plain old quantitative easing, the Federal Reserve is buying securities. It's buying valuable assets from the Treasury. And in principle, the Treasury has got to pay interest on those assets. And eventually those assets, the treasury securities, they'll mature and roll off the Fed's balance sheet. So in contrast with helicopter money, although it doesn't really involve helicopters, it does involve the Fed creating money and just giving it away. Now it could just, it could give it to anybody as the helicopter example would suggest, but it can also just give it to the government where there's no uh, security that it acquires in exchange, no interest that's earned on that security that can at least defray the Fed's expenses, and no point at which the operation reverses because the security matures. Now, these sound like pretty recondite differences, but they have some very important implications both for their possible stimulus effects and also concerning the way in which they involve the Fed in fiscal operations. So helicopter money becomes more in, is more inherently fiscal and relief-oriented than plain old QE. How has the Fed performed 
in this uh, in this particular crisis. I know that we've spoken before for previous podcasts about uh, the Fed's willingness to tolerate more inflation long run, or uh, but how have they done right now, in your view? I think, as far as plain old stimulus is concerned, uh, there's there's not too much to criticize. QE, of course, remains a controversial uh, approach. And it's possible that the Fed could do better uh, by alternatives, perhaps even by using negative interest rates. But uh, where the Fed's handling of the recent crisis has been controversial is in its various emergency lending programs, like the Main Street program, like the municipal uh, uh, loan facility. Uh, where, again, it's gotten itself more mixed up in relief, in providing funding not just for the general marketplace to keep aggregate spending, general economic activity buoyed up as much as possible, but where it is uh, charged with or has taken on responsibility for helping particular segments of the market, whether it's a state government or uh, a, a small business firm on Main Street. These are things that um, many people, myself included, believe should be part of the uh, bailiwick of fiscal of the fiscal authorities. That uh, that should be done by Congress. Congress should assign the money, fund the spending, and take care of those sectors of the economy and those firms, and leave the Fed to handle the macroeconomic issues only that's and i i think that uh, the fed's involvement in this fiscal activity has been unfortunate it hasn't been helicopter money unfortunate but that would take things even further i've been particularly critical of the main street program and one of the reasons is it's not that it's not that these relief efforts are themselves necessarily un, unjustified it's that the fed is not any good at it it gets entangled in politics that it shouldn't get entangled with. But the more serious problem, in my opinion, is it it's simply not well cut out, well suited for providing the kind of relief it's trying to provide. And so Main Street is a good example. The lending that it's actually done after months delay of setting the program up has been but a tiny fraction of the total lending capacity Congress had in mind. So What's the point? It'd be much better if Congress, if it's serious about helping these firms, if Congress had done it directly, they might actually have gotten more of the help that was intended for them. George Selgin is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of a new essay in the Cato Institute's Pandemics and Policy series. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>